podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 7 of Hannah Montana. It's called My Best Friend's Boyfriend, and I am joined once more by Alex Mellaris. Hi, how's it going? Hi, it's going pretty well. I uh, I gave you a few options for the next episode for you to be on, and you picked this one. Uh, yes. Would you like to share why? <laughs> Uh, reason number one, Sterling Knight. Extremely hard to say no to him. Uh, <laughs> and I don't remember what the one that came right before this was, but I know the one right after is the Cory in the house one where she eats the dog food. And I was just like, that's gross. I don't want to watch that again if I don't have to. <laughs> so so this is, so this was the choice. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I didn't remember much about this one off the top of my head. And I was like, well... I know that this is about one of the main characters dating someone. And whenever a main character dates someone on this show, they're like only in one episode. So <laughs> I must know it that it won't end well. <laughs> I think I probably had seen this one, but it just, it, it, I must not have caught very many reruns of it. Yeah, I don't think it is one that was on that often. Even a couple months ago when I was watching this back, I only had really a vague memory of this. And I was like, well, Sterling Knight is here. Austin Butler is here. I, I had remembered none of this. Larry David is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know very much about like other Disney channel stars of this era or any later. And like, I r- certainly recognize the name Sterling Knight and I'm like, okay, I think he's in Sunny with a chance. And he was in like a movie. Uh, I don't remember all what else is in it. Uh, I did not recognize uh austin butler until i was on imdb (laughs) and i was like oh it's the guy that dated vanessa hudgens for a few years that's my like frame of reference for him well that is the main thing he is famous for and i think it wasn't like 10 years it was like a really long time it was Uh, a pretty long relationship i think yeah yeah sterling knight though at this point he wasn't like a star yet like this was before sunny with a chance like i think a couple he looked really young (laughs) he was um but they, they all were they were all like 14 15 at this time anyway uh, and actually, the movie he was in, here's a fun fact, uh, Starstruck. Basically, uh, in my episode about this, I described it as like a, a Justin Bieber fanfic turned into a movie, uh, which is <laughs> an extremely accurate representation. Uh, and actually, they wanted Cody Lindley to play the main character. But he, for whatever reason, didn't end up doing it. And Sterling Knight was like their backup choice. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I I feel like Cody Lindley was like a Disney channel star in the making that like never quite made it (laughs) like his big thing was being on Hannah Montana. Was he in anything else? Really? I know he was on like dancing with the stars, which this episode also references. (laughs) I know as like a a much younger kid, he was in like one episode of that's so Raven, but like, Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. uh It's like the, the, the kid who like steals things from shops. But uh, besides that, I don't, I can't think of anything else really. And I'm honestly really happy he didn't uh, get starstruck and went to Sterling Knight instead. I just think Sterling Knight's kind of a, uh, maybe not a better actor, but the role definitely suits him better. Maybe it's just because I only know Cody Lindley as Jake Ryan, and he's kind of obnoxious <laughs> and the other guy isn't supposed to be. But I, I, Sterling Knight's great. I, I think he I think he has a lot of charisma in, in pretty much every role he does. 
I did think his performance in this was, I mean, he plays like a weird character, but I, I did think he pulled it off. I, I believed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which is impressive for this guy who's supposed to be like fake nice, but not too obviously fake. I think it's something most 15-year-old actors couldn't have been able to pull off. Yeah, so this episode, we... Here's the thing. They they keep introducing people on this show and not telling us their name until, like, much later. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we don't even know Sterling Knight's character's name uh, in, like, the first two scenes that he's in. Just because we're just, like, expected to know who he is. Because uh, we open with him and Lily sharing i guess a milkshake it kind of looked like an iced coffee or something <laughs> it was it was like that doesn't really it was like brown <laughs> but not like chocolate i don't even know why but for some reason in my notes i put smoothie i was like oh it's a smoothie but like looking back now that was not a smoothie uh i don't know what it was <laughs> it was a drink it was like maybe like a frappuccino or something and and miley and oliver are watching them and, like, commenting on the situation of just, like, I guess this date that Lily and this guy are on. I will say that Oliver was acting jealous. And I'm like, were they dead ass doing foreshadowing this far in advance for Lily and Oliver to be a thing? We've, like, picked up on a little bits here and there. I think it started to, To the like, point where I'm like, this is starting to feel intentional. I think it was very intentional. And I think it started, like early in season one like remember the second episode when miley was like you two make a great couple and they were like talking at the same time like no, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I, I think they had that plan in mind from the beginning mm-hmm. so miley is like noting that lily and this guy she's like oh he just asked her to be his girlfriend and oliver's like what how can you even tell and then like lily like starts doing backflips over to where they are and she's like he asked me to be his girlfriend and then she like backflips back <laughs> to the table just in time for him to get back <laughs> I, th- I always like it when they have her do these really intricate backflips <laughs> mm-hmm. it looks so unnatural <laughs> yeah it was a stunt double right Oh, it must have been. Okay. I know that during like the cheerleading episode, it was one hundred percent a stunt double. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing I remember thinking, like, this didn't just look like a stunt double; it almost looked like CGI or something, or like they sped up. The yeah, tape it looked or like something. they sped it up. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, we can't get anyone that can actually do backflips that quickly and that easily. <laughs> we'll we'll have to use a double and also alter the footage in some way. We and so Miley's like happy for Lily in this scene, and then like the very next shot we get is like Lily and this boy are at lunch, and Miley is sitting at the same table as them. And Lily and the boy, who we find out his name is Lucas, although in this scene they refer to him as Lukey Lukey, and that's how we learn his name. Not like the easiest way to figure that out, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh. But they're sitting there and Luke, well, they they only say Luke in this scene. It's Lucas in every other scene. I just wrote Sterling Knight. I I think that's pretty much who he is. (laughs) So Lucas and Lily, like, can't shut up about how cute the other one is. They're, like, going back and forth being like, no, you're cuter. No, you're cuter. And I'm like, I have never in my once actually, never in my life witnessed 
a couple actually at that level of obnoxiousness. I think it only exists on television. And Miley is, like, very annoyed by this. She's, like, asking if one of them can, like, pass her the salt. And I'm like, you're in a school cafeteria. What do you mean pass the salt? (laughs) I don't know. Something about that line made me laugh. (laughs) I thought it was very out there. Imagine the school cafeteria just has, like, the salt and pepper sitting on the table. You know, my, um, my mom actually... When she was a teenager, she went to a boarding school for like, I think it was just one year, but they, so like everyone had to like, you know, at the designated dinner time, like sit at the table all together, they would have salt and pepper and the, I don't know, teachers or whatever they were would basically say, no, you can't just pass the salt. You have to pass both the the salt and pepper together. It must be done that way. And I guess it really kind of like, uh, I don't know ingrained in my mom's head so like like sometimes i'll just like separate the salt and pepper on the table just to like mess with her uh <laughs> as a sidetrack but uh <laughs> yeah i just i uh i don't recall there being salt and pepper shakers readily available at my high school cafeteria but Not at all. apparently at, at this fancy malibu school <laughs> Lily, just to just to make note of this, Lily has like the hairstyle that she sometimes has, where it's straight, except there'll just be like a few random, very tight curls, um, and some of them in this episode were blue. Just letting everybody know <laughs> that was the situation. <laughs> the boy made Lily a mix CD, a which mix is nice CD. of him. I- <laughs> This was like a, a couple of weeks ago when I was on, I pointed out when Rico said he had a camera phone. I think this one's even more egregious because it's probably some adult who's like, oh yeah, the kids don't make mixtapes anymore. No, no, no. They don't make, they listen to music on CDs. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. They listen on CDs. So he'll make her a mix CD. No, not a mix CD. <laughs> What's your beef with mix CDs? That, does that even exist? A mix CD? Yes. Oh. Yes. Really? I've made many in my time. But yes. is that what you call them? It's not just like a CD? I I don't know if I'd say mix CD. I'd say like, oh, I made you a CD. I don't know. I yeah, I made you a playlist and I put it on a CD. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just the words mix CD. Sounds like somebody was like, oh, it can't be a mixtape because kids don't have tape oh, okay. anymore. <laughs> it's a CD, but we'll keep the word mix in front of it. No, the only reason why I stopped making um, mix CDs <laughs> is because my boyfriend got a new car that didn't have a CD player in it. <laughs> so that's why I stopped. Um, but I still have a ton of blank CDs and cases in my house <laughs> for if I ever need to make another one. Yeah, I'm like the only I'm like the last person I know that still has a computer with a disk drive. I think that's like actually the reason why I haven't gotten a new computer. I've gotten like a new hard drive for my computer. I'm just not willing to give up my laptop that has a disk drive. It's such a luxury. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. Um we have like a a desktop that still has the the CD slot on it. It's going to be worth worth a fortune one day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh I, I'm sure in in this was like what 2007. Yeah, I I I think mixed CDs were. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know if mixed CD is the term that I use. I don't. I I never thought about it that hard. But <laughs> but I definitely made CDs for friends all the time when I was in 2007. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. So 
Lucas calls Lily Lily Pad, and she calls him Lukey Wookey. And I was like, again, I've like never, I've never had like a weird nickname like this for somebody I was dating, like never once. And I've like never received one. I don't know why everybody on television uh, does this. And then, uh, yeah, then then we like cut to best of both worlds. We just like keep getting Miley like being annoyed at the situation because nobody notices her. And there's actually a very good payoff in the next scene. Lily and Miley are at Miley's house. Lily is, like, on the phone with Lucas doing, like, the annoying thing with, like, the you hang up first. I don't need to elaborate. You know what it is. It's been done a million times. And Miley hangs up the phone for her. And she's like, Lily, you guys have only been dating for nine days, but I, like, have barely seen you in that time. And Lily says that Miley could have sat with them at lunch. And Miley's like, I did. Which I thought was a pretty good payoff to that scene at the beginning. Me too. Yeah, I thought so also. So Lily's like offer to Miley is like, okay, well, we'll have a movie night together this weekend. And then she like gets another phone call from Lucas because they, I guess, decided that there's a cloud in the sky that is their cloud and the cloud is flying away. And I'm like, okay, Miley's fully in the right. These two are completely annoying as hell. Like this is... (laughs) unacceptable behavior i don't care if you're a teen i made it out of my teens without doing any of this weird shit (laughs) you can too (laughs) Uh uh-huh this this part where like lily runs outside is like our cloud is floating away like i don't think that that's a great joke but for whatever for every reason i feel like i i see it all the time and like everyone's like this is the most hilarious hannah montana joke ever or like i don't know why i have that impression of this being like one of the all-time fan favorite moments of Lily being like, goodbye, Cloud. I don't know if you have that same impression either, but. I don't know that I had seen any of this stuff, uh, like in the, the I, I have a very small window into the Hannah Montana fan community, like on Instagram. And, um, and so I see a lot of stuff that people really like over there. I don't know if I've seen that one, but it's possible. I just, I mean, I'm not paying super close attention. I'll be real. <laughs> So, but there there have been ones that I have definitely recognized uh, when I have gotten to that episode. But this one, seriously, for the, like, I don't think there was anything in this episode where I was like, oh, I remember that. It's like, it's all vaguely familiar, but it didn't have any of the lines where I'm like, oh, I loved that line when I originally watched right, this. Right. It, it just was like, it all caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skipping over the first scene of the B plot, we then cut to movie night. Uh, Miley's all ready for it. She's in her movie night jammies, which I think is really cute. <laughs> Robbie Ray says that he's going to be in the garage rearranging tools and listening to a police scanner. And I was like, what? <laughs> that sounds so boring. <laughs> that sounds like serial killer behavior. <laughs> Seriously, that actually sounds like serial killer behavior. Um but apparently he is doing this because he misses race car season. And Robbie Ray says that this time of year, all that is on TV are those stupid dance shows, which is a reference to uh, Billy Ray Cyrus being on Dancing with the Stars, which a little fun fact for the folks at home. I started watching Dancing with the Stars to see Billy Ray Cyrus compete on it. 
Okay, because I, I, I made note of the laugh track at this line being really exaggerated. And I was like, all right, yeah. this is probably because someone in the cast has been on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't know that Billy mm-hmm. Ray had been until just now when you told me. Now I want to go watch videos <laughs> of it. And yeah, it makes perfect sense. You can sense. find any dance from, from the history of Dancing with the Stars on YouTube. It is out there. I'm I'm sure you can find it like that. Although probably in really low quality. Probably in like 320 <laughs> frame rate or whatever. Right, here's like a fun it's, question. It's probably really low. <laughs> since, we've, since we know that someone named Billy Ray Cyrus exists in the HMU, what if they had turned on Dancing with the Stars and saw Billy Ray Cyrus competing? Or or, or if he was like, oh, a stupid dance show. Apparently Billy Ray Cyrus is on this season. What an idiot. Um, well, that opens further questions <laughs> because I'm pretty sure, just because this is how it works on Dancing with the Stars. So I started watching Dancing with the Stars during Billy Ray Cyrus' season, and then I didn't stop until I went away to college. I kept watching Dancing with the Stars for like 10 more years. I got to know that show very well. <laughs> and what they always do, like the first week, is if they have someone that like has like a very famous hit song, they'll like dance to that song in the first week. So I'm... I don't remember because I think I started watching partway through that season, like halfway through. And I think Billy Ray got like sixth or something. Um, but I'm I'm willing to bet money that at some point Billy Ray danced to Achy Breaky Heart. So that opens further questions as to if Robbie Ray Stewart turned it on and saw that Billy Ray was dancing to Robbie Ray's song in the HMU. That he was claiming was his own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we're kind of just joking around, but like he he didn't even say that it's dancing with the stars that exist in the universe. He's just like stupid dance shows. He just shows. said those stupid dance shows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it is fun to think about. <laughs> well, I think you also made the point that all that we know about Billy Ray Cyrus within the HMU is that he exists we like don't know if he like also has a daughter named miley we don't know if he also has the song i want my mullet back all we know is that he's famous and did have a mullet because that's what robbie ray does to dress up like him so yes so he could have a very different career Mm -hmm. he could he could he like might not even have been a country singer. Maybe he was like a politician in or something. This alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was like the governor of Tennessee. Maybe he was the president. <laughs> president Billy Ray. <laughs> Do you think if Billy Ray Cyrus had been president, we would have gone to Iraq? <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um,. <laughs> That was a fun little departure. Um, so, so Austin Butler hates scary movies. Yes. Robbie Ray has gone off to the garage. Lily arrives. She is not in her movie jammies. Uh, she is instead looking very nice. And she has brought Lucas with her, who brought caramel corn. 
Uh, Lily's hair is in a crimped ponytail that has a couple streaks of pink in it. Just putting it on the record. Miley says that Lily is being super selfish for turning this into like a date for her and Lucas, which I agree with. Uh, And she calls her the worst best friend ever. But then there's a knock at the door and it's a guy named Derek. And, and we've, we've already said he's played by Austin Butler. However, when he enters the crowd has such a reaction. They're like, ooh, when they see like him. He's the most attractive man they've ever seen. Yeah, to be clear, I didn't know who this was until later in the episode when I was on IMDb for a separate reason. I don't think the audience knew who it was either. And I'm like, okay, again, they're just, it's just like a very normal, ordinary looking 15 year old boy. Like, it's not. <laughs> It's not Justin Timberlake who comes up in this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just like some normass looking boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not like Jake Ryan walked back in. Yeah. It's not like it's Corbin Blue it's again. Not like you like know? Christopher Wilde played by Sterling Knight from Starstruck. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but Miley is very happy to see him. She's like, oh, you brought me a date. I take it back. You're still a very good friend. And I'm like, well, I'd be mad because, like, she's in her pajamas and she's, like, now on a date with no notice. And she has to, like, go and, like, change and, like, make herself look nice. <laughs> like, that's not very nice. Like, if, like, okay, nice to be set up on a date with a good-looking young man. However, there's a time and a place. If you are already at home and you are settled into your pajamas for a movie night with your Long friend, time. that is not the time or the place. It's not good. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, we're we're meant to believe that Derek is Lucas's cousin. Although I think they, I think he also goes to the same school as them, because did they say that Oliver knew who he was? Oh right, they didn't right, say it, yeah. but Oliver was like, "Oh, Derek Lucas does this or whatever," and I'm like, "How do you know who he is?" <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in terms of the doppelganger stuff, Austin Butler is another one uh, because he was also in, in Wizards. Which of course there was a crossover as like just some kid who was in like one episode. So there's another one. But I've got to say like this is might be like one of the best co-starring appearances in the like in the entire show. I, I Austin Butler does a great job, I think, of like like flinging Miley's popcorn into the air in like a total panic, like jerk motion. Yeah. He is good in this. And it's funny you brought up the doppelganger thing because that reminded me of something else I discovered on IMDb, which is that it turns out Austin Butler was also in a season one episode of Hannah Montana as a completely different person. Really? When? Yeah. Where? <laughs> I think he was just I think he was just like a guy at the school. I think I think he was credited as like I wanna say his name was Toby. It was in the um the episode where they meddle with uh, Oliver's girlfriend, Becca. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember Toby yeah. at all, but. Me neither. I just, I just assume he's just like a guy that's there and hanging out. Or maybe he was in the B plot with Jackson or something. Or maybe it's the same guy really who changed lines. his name. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I did find that interesting. Yeah. So they uh they're all watching a horror movie together and everyone is fine except Derek played by Austin Butler who is 
so scared that he is rocking back and forth and talking to himself throughout the whole thing. And uh, then like something happens in the movie and yeah, he like springs up and knocks the popcorn everywhere. And then for some reason, Robbie Ray enters holding a chainsaw and is like, Hey, I didn't know we were having a party. (laughs) Yeah. And he cowers on the floor. I, I did. As soon as they were like all sitting on the floor together on like this double date, I was like, Robbie Ray doesn't know that these boys are in his house right now. I have a feeling he's going to not be into this. But then they like didn't address it. Although maybe maybe he looked through the window and saw that there were boys in his house. And that's why he's brought the chainsaw inside. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that I hadn't thought of that. Uh, yeah, because that would totally be within Robbie's character to be like, I don't think any boys could come in. Get out and chase them out with yeah. the chainsaw or something. Um. I don't know. Perhaps I didn't show Miley going over to him and asking for permission if we really want to logic this out. Uh, <laughs> but I, I've got to once again give props to Austin Butler, where he like cowers on the floor, the 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 peak of of physical comedy. Give him the Grammy. <laughs> the Grammy. Give him the Grammy. <laughs> Not the Emmy, the Grammy. Not the Emmy, uh, whichever award is for acting. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I do the have F-Cot. to mention that Miley, <laughs> the <F-Cot. laughs> Miley, Miley says that this is the worst date of her life, and I'm like, um, I beg to differ. I can name immediately a date that you had that was worse than this. Remember when you were invited on a date to a Hannah Montana concert and you had to go back and forth and you did a super embarrassing rap in front of your entire audience and they were not into it? I would say that's a worse date than this. This guy was just scared of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, have you considered, you know, that's not that bad. running back and forth in a total frenzy for hours on end versus you know, having your popcorn thrown in the air is really tight, I would say, but I wouldn't. <laughs> I I know which one is worse, and it's the first one. Um, uh, then we're, like, at school, and Miley is complaining to Oliver about how bad the date was, and Oliver is giving her, like, really genuine good advice. He's like, well, Lily's just, you know, trying to find a middle ground so that she can make you happy and make Lucas happy. And she was just trying to be nice. And uh, Miley's like, what's up with you? Why are you, like, suddenly acting all emotionally mature? And Oliver says that it's because he spent last night reading his mom's, and I quote, chick magazines. <laughs> but apparently he like took a bunch of quizzes and like learned all about himself and i was like well i feel like miley should be reading some of these magazines if it makes you more emotionally intelligent i feel like oliver should continue reading them because this one scene oliver seemed like the probably the best version of himself that we've ever seen yeah he he really did seem like the most insightful uh yeah, and I thought I thought he uh, he was a valuable asset in that scene. And I'm like, okay, I, if if it takes you reading women's magazines, by all means, keep reading them. I I did want to mention that in this scene, Miley goes to a vending machine, and what she gets out of it is an apple, like a whole apple. <laughs> it wasn't like in packaging or anything. She just like <laughs> punched it in and got an apple. That feels aggressively public school. Eat. <laughs> um, I don't think we had fruit vending machines in my public high school. Yeah, we, we didn't have any vending we machines had... either. So I just get that energy from it. 
Yeah, we had like normal bad for you snacks. <laughs> I I also whenever I see produce in a vending machine, just like again without packaging, I just think of that scene on The Office where Dwight like replaces everything in the vending machine with like fruit. And it just, like, sits there and, like, rots. And, like, there ends up being, like, colonies of bugs in the vending machine. <laughs> so that's what, that's what I associate fruit vending machines with being like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not it's not important to the plot. Miley's just, like, walking along. And she turns her head and she sees Lucas pretty intensely making out with another girl. Was intensely really the words? Like, I was, it kind of just looked like a freeze frame. Uh Okay, well, not not intensely, but like their arms aren't like touching or anything. But uh, but it's not like a short kiss. Yeah, it's like a long kiss, and I immediately, having seen other episodes of this show, was like, maybe he's rehearsing for a play. <laughs> I could be wrong, but maybe he's just rehearsing for a play. Um, but uh, that ends up not being the case. But uh, <laughs> but the next scene we get is Miley attempting to tell Lily about uh, Lucas's infidelities. But there's like a marching I band like set up behind them. This was actually a very good scene. I thought so too. I, I thought this was very well executed. Uh, before we get to before we get to that, um, I saw an interview with Sterling Knight from like pretty recently uh, that I looked for again, but I couldn't find that. And he, I couldn't find it. And he was talking about being on Hannah Montana and how basically uh, this girl that he was kissing in this scene, like he had met like 15 seconds before they had to shoot the scene. And that tracks. Yeah, it does make a lot of <laughs> sense. And I just. Imagine like you're you're like I don't know 15 years old and your first ever TV role no name no lines you just you just like kiss Sterling Knight for like 4 seconds and then go home. Yeah, she's not even in the rest of the episode. Mm. She's only in that one shot of them kissing. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, so Lily is uh well Miley is trying to tell Lily that she saw Lucas doing a bad thing. <laughs> but the marching band starts playing right as she's trying to do so. And Lily's like, what? I can't hear you. So Miley starts yelling right as the marching band stops. So she like shouts for the entire school to hear, Lucas is cheating on you. <laughs> and then like the trombone player wah, plays like wah, the little sad wah, trombone wah. noise. And Lucas is like, Lily, I have to tell you, it's obvious that Miley's just lying to you to try and break us up. She's just jealous of uh, you spending so much time with me. And then the band plays like this little like intrigue noise. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, I had captions on and they said like band plays three notes. And I just thought that was a really funny way of putting it like that da, da, da or something. Yeah. <laughs> honestly having been having been like a band kid in high school this stuff soothes my soul of seeing like marching <laughs> bands and stuff being made fun of on disney channel all of it is absolutely hilarious i think there was like a full episode of i didn't do it that was just all about like 
the like wanting to be in the marching band and play the triangle just to have like a bigger locker or something. It was, it was <laughs> I thought it was very very funny, but yeah, I love this band. <laughs> Lucas is doing very bad behavior in this scene. He's being very bad. Um <laughs> by like trying to gaslight Lily <laughs> into thinking that that Miley isn't actually her friend. Mm-hmm. Lily ends up taking uh, Lucas aside on the whole After thing. the drum roll. And I was like, damn. Yeah, that's right. They do a little drum roll. And then she's like, let's go, Lucas. It was upsetting. I'll be real. And then we get like Miley going by Lucas's locker. And she's like pretending to be into him. She's like, I was jealous, but of her for being with you. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and she like tries to get him to kiss her. And it doesn't work. He, like, walks away, but he does give her this, like, weird little wink before he walks away, which I wasn't, again, I was like, ooh, <laughs> um, he's a little creepy. Well, well, the impression I got was that he was like, nice try, Miley. I, you know that I'm, I'm cheating on Lily, and you're not going to be able to, to trick me into admitting it. So he's really, honestly, just like, what an asshole to be like. I know it's it's one thing to be like to just be an asshole but also to be like yeah i'm an asshole wink and then like walk away Mm -hmm. yeah he's like it's not enough that i am dating two girls at the same time i need to also force one of those girls to give up her best friend so that she can pay more attention to me (laughs) like it's very skeezy Mm -hmm. uh but Oliver was hiding in the trash can with a video camera. And as Lucas walks away, he like tosses his soda in there. And of course it goes all over Oliver, even mm-hmm. <laughs> though it like had a lid on it. Um, <laughs> and Miley says something about a disguise. And I'm like, oh, she's going to try and use Hannah Montana to catch him in the act. The next scene I had to like pause it immediately. The next scene opens with Larry David just standing there <laughs> in a restaurant. And yeah, and he's got like his two daughters with them, one of which is Cassie David, who now like is relatively low key famous in her own right. She like dated Pete Davidson for a long time and she like has a book deal. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is where I had to pull up IMDb and like do some research. I was like, uh, why um but it was it was very surprising larry david is like having trouble getting a table in this restaurant he's been there for like an hour and uh it's not working and he like tries to pretend that it's one or both of his daughter's birthday doesn't work they don't play along and then hannah and lola arrive and lola's like wow this is the coolest restaurant in town <laughs> just nondescript restaurant. I have I have a big block of text in my notes just describing what Hannah and Lola are wearing. All right, okay. Wait, about Larry David, um like mm-hmm. watching this as like I don't know, 8 years old or whatever or younger even, I wouldn't have known who Larry David was and I noticed that like they had one of his daughters say something like he created Seinfeld and curb your enthusiasm as a way to like let people know that he's a celebrity, like let, let the tiny right. children know that like, this isn't just some random old man. Yeah. I, um, I think I knew who Larry David was when this came out, I think. But again, I don't remember watching this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> again, I'm sure I did. I just have, have no memory of it. So 
it's hard for me to tell if this would have like landed with me. But yeah, so the like crux of the scene is that Larry David doesn't get in. They're like, all the tables are full, sir. I don't know what to tell you. And, but then when Hannah arrives, the host, Felipe, <laughs> walks around and is like, Hannah, it's so good to see you. I'll, I'll get a table out for you just now. And like a, a group of the staff like hoists up a table and like brings it out of some back room and sets it down. <laughs> and Larry David's daughters are like, I bet Uncle Jerry could have gotten us in. <laughs> Which, again, I don't know how much of a joke that is for the target audience of this show. Seinfeld had been done for quite a while by this point. But okay. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't have a problem at all with, like, a joke that only the creators and writers find funny. Like, yeah. have fun. Sure, whatever. Yeah, at least it's, like, a harmless joke in this case, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, some of the other ones they'll do. So just to touch on what Hannah and Lola are wearing in this scene... Hannah is wearing a white and gray striped top with like a gold lame vest over it with a gold lame tie and a gold lame choker and like a green leather jacket with white jeans. And Lola is wearing a pastel pink bob with a black and white polka dot headband, a blue short sleeve turtleneck, a black like vest or sweater thing. It's kind of hard to define what it was. Uh, she's wearing a black and white plaid skirt that has like a heavy black layer of tulle to it. And then she has pink and black striped arm warmers and it looks like knee high socks with stripes. And there's also like some yellow bows on the lower half of her outfit that are just kind of placed randomly. And I couldn't tell what they were part of. So there you go. (laughs) Nice mental image. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Hannah and Lola are dining together and Lola's like, oh, thanks for apologizing. You know, once you get to know Lucas, I'm sure you guys will be really close. And Miley slash Hannah is like, I feel close to him already because he's sitting directly in her line of sight. He's sitting like three tables away in a straight line from her. And he's there with Oliver. I, okay, <laughs> Which, this is... <laughs> oh. I I was racking my brain trying to figure out why Oliver and Lucas are eating together at this restaurant. Right. That's a apparently very hard to get into, and exactly. And B, they're not friends. Do they? What are they? <laughs> and if Oliver is Lucas's friend, he shouldn't be Lucas's friend anymore. Uh. So I don't know how would this have even if Oliver's like, hey, I can get you in to the the this cool restaurant. So that you and I and no one else can eat together here. And don't worry, it's definitely not part of a setup to to prove that you're cheating on Lily. <laughs> uh, and Luke's like, all right, sounds cool. That's, it's, it's I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is one of those times where it feels like there's like one scene missing where, where we get like Oliver doing his part of the setup for this scheme, like his part of prep for this heist. Like I, I feel like maybe Miley as Hannah could have like called the restaurant and been like, hi, I'm going to need a table for two. Um, but put it under this different name, even though I'm Hannah Montana 
And then Oliver, yeah, I'm like, why were Oliver, Oliver had to, like, they're they're just he had to have like run a scheme on lucas just to get him to go to the restaurant i feel like there would have had to be some kind of like i don't know thing where it's like oh yeah we'll come you come to me to the restaurant we'll talk business we'll i don't know i'll, I'll sell you some vitamins or something i don't know maybe there's like <laughs> and that would have had to have been something like that because i have no idea why lucas would have agreed to do this yeah, it was I I think the scheme itself is kind of brilliant on Miley's part. Like I think it makes so much sense for her to do it this way. I just am curious about how they got him there. <laughs> but it's it's fine. It all it all works out to plan. So at the restaurant, Hannah is like keep she like keeps flirting with Lucas in passing and Lucas turns to Oliver and he's like, "Mm, it's too bad I'm with Lily. And then Oliver gives him this like very weird speech. He's like, actually, it's fine. You know, guy code. We're men and we're hunters. And what happens in the jungle stays in the jungle. And I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) I know he's just saying it to get him to like reveal his nasty ways. But I was like, ugh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oliver. I know we, we do know that Oliver doesn't actually believe this, and he's just saying this to, to catch Sterling Knight. But mm-hmm. could we, or maybe we should be a little bit concerned that he just, like, he had that philosophy had that ready, ready to, to go, go off the top of his head. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is a totally valid way of thinking. <laughs> and right, this coming right after he was acting so emotionally mature after reading those magazines. Mm-hmm. Oliver, Oliver, Oliver. I guess there was a chance he like he like thought that maybe Lucas would have reservations, so he did just think like, hmm, what would I say if he if he didn't want to mm-hmm. do it? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give Oliver some benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah, and I also think that like it clearly worked. So clearly Lucas is like of that mindset, and yeah. he was just like looking for permission, basically, because I because he clearly knows that Oliver and Lily are friends. So he didn't want to just jump right into that with Oliver there, but he needed like he needed like a sign that it was okay right. for him to do this. And he says, if things work out, I'll hook you up with her friend. And I was again <laughs> like, wow, foreshadowing. <laughs> um Meanwhile, Lily is all excited because she can see that Justin Timberlake. It's always fucking Justin Timberlake with this show. They just can't shut up about him. There is no one else that they are interested in on this show. It's only Justin Timberlake. Um, But he is eating the same shrimp as Lily. And Lily's like kind of yelling a lot in this scene. And I'm like, how come Lucas doesn't notice that like he can hear his girlfriend's voice? Yeah. From across the room. Okay, when we finished this this scene, you 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 said it was actually a pretty good plan. Uh, I completely disagree. I think this is was like a terrible <laughs> idea that could have so easily backfired and become the greatest disaster. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's high risk, high reward. I'll say yes. that of this scheme. Like if. If Miley pulls it off, which she does, then it's, like, brilliant. But if she had made even one mistake in this, her whole secret 
would have completely fallen apart. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very dangerous game. It was game. very dangerous. And on, I think bringing Lily there at all was a mistake. I think it would have been smarter to go herself and have Oliver film it like he was planning on doing from like the trash can anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because, like, it would, I, would, I, would, I, would, I was like, Sterling Knight, how do you not recognize this? that this is Lily uh, with like a wig on? Which I know we, you've mm-hmm. been over many, many times, but like, <laughs> but like, if he if he had been like, "Hmm, are you Lily?" and you'd be like, "What? What are you talking about?" He could have, because we know how much of an asshole he is, just like ripped off her wig and exposed it. We're like, "Wait, Lily, what are you doing with Hannah Montana?" What? And then like, it, it unfolds in front of this yeah. entire restaurant, and that could have mm-hmm. very easily happened. So they're lucky it didn't. Yeah, I think. I think I think you're probably right that it would have worked just as well for Miley to go alone with Oliver and just present video evidence to Lily. However, I think finding a way for Lily to see his actions in person through her own eyes was smart. I also don't believe that Sterling Knight wouldn't have recognized her by her face or her voice because they have like a full conversation Mm -hmm. in this episode. And also he heard like her disembodied voice before he came over to the table. And we know from this episode, they talk on the phone all the time. He would be able to recognize her voice. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And yeah, there's really nothing more to it besides that. I don't, I don't know what this, like i wonder about like blind people in the hmu and whether they <laughs> can very clearly tell that miley and hannah are exactly the same mm. that's a good point <laughs> i guess it's a good thing there haven't been any blind characters yet mm-hmm. and that would be the spinoff <laughs> do they just know that that would <laughs> that would make it fall <laughs> apart yeah so lucas goes over to the table and Miley's like, see, he's going to come over here and he's going to try and flirt with me. And Lily's like, no, he's going to tell you that he's not interested and to stop trying to get his attention because he has a girlfriend. And then right as like Lucas is there and he's like going to try and talk to Hannah, this little girl and her grandma come over. And it's actually really cute. Yeah. The, the little girl is very cute. <laughs> the grandma's like, excuse me, I have your biggest fan here and she would just love to get your autograph. And it was so cute. I, it reminded me of like when I was like really, really young and, (laughs) and my favorite singer when I was like six was this like new age singer that my mom had a CD of. And I just liked listening to it. And one time she came to my mom's church and I got to meet her. And my mom was like, you're like Madonna to my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like it was that kind of moment um, for this little girl meeting Hannah Montana. I love how also when the grandma's like, she's your biggest fan and the girl's like grandma like she's embarrassed or something (laughs) it was really cute um but so then they end up like the grandma's like let's take a picture and she has like an old like disposable camera and she like holds it the wrong way it's very funny and then she's like oh no no the lighting is not good out here let's let's go into the bathroom the lighting's better in there so they like pull miley away from the table and as she's leaving she's like just say what you want to say to me to my friend here. 
And Lola's like, yeah, say it to me. What were you going to say? And he's like, oh, here, this is for Hannah. And it's like a slip of paper with like his phone number on it. And he's like, tell her she can call anytime. And Lola's like, why? So that you can tell her that you have a girlfriend? <laughs> and Lucas is like, actually, I have two, but I dump them both for Hannah Montana. <laughs> yes. All right. So Ooh. <laughs> all right, a couple things here. Uh, first of all, I kind of like the fact that they that they got like Miley away from the table for this scene. Mm-hmm. And an ingenious way to do it is to bring her to the bathroom for yeah. better lighting. Uh, but if... So Sterling Knight can tell that like this is clearly Hannah Montana's friend, and if Hannah Montana's friend knows because he's telling her that he, you know, has two girlfriends and is keeping it a secret for one of them, then wouldn't it track that even if you know Lola and Hannah weren't Lily and Miley, that Lola would be like, "Oh, you shouldn't date that guy because because he's a, yeah. he's an asshole." So idiotic behavior on on, on Lucas's part. Yeah, I agree. But then she dumps the like big thing of cocktail sauce that her shrimp came in all over his head. And I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, and Hannah comes back out and she's like, you got him. Great job. And uh, and it was like a very quick turnaround because like right before Miley left, Lily was like, the only thing I understand is that we're not friends anymore because you don't understand my relationship. And then, like, as soon as she comes back, they're, like, uh, high-fiving over what just happened. (laughs) I also feel like Lily would be more distressed. Like, granted, she did just dump something on this guy's head, but she was, like, so into him and, like, willing to give up her friendship with her best friend over this. And she's just like, well, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, I think... Maybe there is a chance that, like, in the back of her mind, she did trust Miley, but kind of was just hoping that she was lying. And so it wasn't actually that much of a surprise for her, maybe. She's kind of like, yeah, I guess I sort of saw this coming for the past day or two. Yeah. So the bumper for the episode is Hannah and Lola and Oliver eating cake. And they're, like... Miley and Lily, like, agree to, like, trust each other the next time that, like, a boy comes along. And then the grandma from earlier comes over and sees Oliver and is like, oh, my God, it's Natalie Portman. And I literally laughed out loud. I, like, scared my dog. I was not (laughs) expecting it. It was so funny. (laughs) Especially because I think it was, like, around this time or, like, a little earlier that, like, Natalie Portman had like really short hair at the time, and Oliver's hair is like very long in this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just found the whole thing very funny. And she like tries to get a picture with Oliver, and she's like, you know, you're not as pretty in person. <laughs> yeah, which is very rude. Uh, but anyway, um, because Oliver is very pretty. But anyway, uh, Natalie Portman. <laughs> I I I don't know the timeline of her her hair lengths, but if she had just got it cut at this point, and it was like a big deal or something. Then I assume that that just would have been a, a a joke about Natalie Portman's short hair. But yeah, I thought it was really funny too, even not knowing that that backstory. Yeah, it's just funny on its face. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the end of the A plot. (laughs) Uh, The B plot is not connected to anything in this episode. Not even a little bit. There's no overlap. B plot should have been a movie. 
<laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it could have. There's a lot of substance. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, so <laughs> Jackson goes to the surf shack. Rico's there and he's like, we've been robbed. And Jackson's like, oh no, what did they take? And it was a single pair of sunglasses from like the little sunglass stand that they have. And Jackson says that he'll uh, get right on the phone and call Malibu PD eyewear division, <laughs> which was very funny. Yeah. And then we like right away cut to the next day and Jackson has arrived to see that Rico has set up a new security system. Jackson tries to like get into the shack and it puts him on like a spinning platform and like it ties him up with rope on its own. It's like a very intricate system. I uh I was impressed and also confused. <laughs> yeah. Um where it really gets interesting I th- I think personally that this is uh, a, a scathing criticism of the over security in North American culture which creates the illusion of safety but is really just meant to protect the upper classes uh, such as Rico. Um <laughs> like this type of thing is, is is framed in real life like oh yeah if someone steals it's bad for you because you have to pay and they didn't so it's not fair when really billion dollar companies just want to you know like keep poor people poor and i know like the rico surf shack isn't a billion dollar company but i think it's the, the same type of thing a lot of like making stealing a hot dog or something appeared like framed like a heinous offense but I, I, I guess I, I didn't need to get all Marxist class theory on uh, this episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. <laughs> uh, but I, I, that's honestly, like every episode I record, I end up like, you know, shifting closer and closer towards like just becoming a, a communist podcast. But <laughs> Well, I mean, at, at the end of the B plot, Jackson does bring up, he's like, I mean, the only thing that was stolen cost $7. Like, why do you... And you spent so much money on this security system. And like, I don't even want to spoil how much money Rico spent on this until we actually talk about it because it is insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have a point because it was a $7 piece of uh, merchandise that went missing. And Rico then spent an insane amount, of, more money than I have to my name, by like <laughs> a lot on this security system. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's all it's all fair and valid what you had to say. Mm. The next scene is Oliver is at the surf shack and he's like, hey, Jackson, can I get a hot dog? And Jackson's like, how much time do you have? <laughs> and uh, Jackson has to dial into an automated system and enter his like 10 digit employee, employee code, code hilarious. I which is like because, nine zeros and a one. Because he's the only, <laughs> he's employee. The only employee. I thought that was really genius, honestly. Zero 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 one. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, uh, now let me get the access code for the hot dog. And he pulls out this like giant binder that lands with like a thump and he has to flip through and find the page about hot dogs. And then it's like, okay, please access your hot dog access code. And it's like 25 digits long. <laughs> and he messed up something along. Whoa, voice crack again. Uh, he messed up. <laughs> he messed up something along the way because it was like access denied. Uh-huh. And instead of just trying yeah. like the code again, he just gave up and tried to open the hot dog thing by himself. Yeah, he, he reaches in and just grabs a hot dog anyway. And then he gets sent through a trap door. At the beach. Which, yeah, which is, I mean, I guess when you're rich, anything is possible. Um, but 
was really funny. And like Oliver like peers into the trap door and you can, you, you can hear Jackson's like so far down in this hole. Cause it like echoes when he tries to talk to Oliver. But then I think, let's see. Yes. Yeah, so the, the last scene of the B plot Jackson is like closing up at the surf shack at the end of the day. He's on the phone with a girl named Lisa, who we never see, as is the case with a lot of Jackson's girlfriends. Probably also played by Austin Butler. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, so he sets the alarm, he walks away, and then he's like, oh, I forgot my keys. So without thinking, he jumps back in there to grab his keys. And it sets off an alarm that, like, freezes him. It, like, I was like, is he going to be, like, straight frozen in carbonite when we come back? And honestly... Kind of. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty close. Um, Rico arrives. He's like, I got a security alert. Where's the thief? And he's like holding a baseball bat that's like as tall as he is. And <laughs> and, and Jack, we, we got to Jackson and he looks like... Um, a statue. He looks like Jack Frost in like Santa Claus 3 or whatever. Um, he's like, his hair is like all icicles and he's like completely frozen solid. I'm like, Jackson would need to go to the hospital after this. Like, he he could have died. But Rico tries to get him to sign, like, a release saying that Rico isn't responsible for any bodily harm or emotional distress. And I'm yes, like, Jackson Rico, should absolutely tear it up and sue. Yeah, uh, Rico is responsible for both bodily harm and emotional distress. Uh, the one scene that I vividly remembered from this episode was Rico bringing Jackson some hot dogs and then Jackson like rubbing them on his chest instead of eating them to warm himself up. Yeah. <laughs> I I was like, see, this is where I'm like, he needs to go to the hospital because a hot dog is not going to give you enough warmth to rewarm your whole body. <laughs> like it's small. <laughs> mm-hmm. I also think that um, I'm not like a doctor or anything, but I think that'd probably be bad for you, especially if the hot dogs were like really hot, if they had just been cooked. Because like, I think, like, if you're really cold, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to warm up with something that's too hot. Actually, here, here's a fun story. Uh, when I was, like, took, like, my second ever skiing lesson and, like, my last when I was a little kid, uh, my hands were super cold. And basically, when I they, – they ended up – they were frostbitten. And I didn't know that at the time. And when I finished my lesson, I just, like, I ran into the the bathroom and, like – turned on the hot water and like Ooh. i was like oh was so much pain and then like my my mom like got the medic and was like oh i think his hands are frostbitten and he's like wait don't run them under hot water and i was like too late buddy uh yeah that was not a fun day at the at the slopes for me um but luckily jackson is doing better than that he's healing quicker <sighs> jackson uh, if rico wanted jackson to not sue him he should have given him those papers before he like seriously hurt him yeah. <laughs> like like as soon as he installed the security measures he should have had him sign them but no he waited until after rico had done something that jackson could absolutely sue for yeah <laughs> uh and this is where jackson's like rico what is even the big deal the sunglasses cost seven dollars and because of all your security measures we can't even sell anything so we're losing money and you spent all this money on a security system that is only attacking your single employee like what is the deal 
And Rico gives this like big speech about how like nobody rips Rico off and he doesn't want to be taken advantage of because of his size. But then he like turns around and like we see a raccoon like wearing the sunglasses <laughs> that had gotten stolen. And eating, eating a hot, hot dog. dog, yeah. Uh-huh. I would if I was Jackson, I would have been like, all right, you don't want anyone to rip you off, fine. You'll just go out of business. That's totally okay with me. Yeah. And then Rico says that he spent eleven thousand dollars on the security system for like a beach hut that sells sunglasses and hot dogs and smoothies. He spent eleven thousand dollars. Do you know how long it probably takes the surf shack to make eleven thousand dollars? Probably like a month. At least. I was gonna say like I don't know. I was gonna be like, did he even make eleven thousand dollars from like the pilot episode to the series finale? Like I guess probably <laughs> I mean, it's, it is always busy there, but the stuff that they sell is, like, inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It's, like, snacks. It's not like he's selling mixed drinks with top-shelf liquor. It's not like he's selling, like, meals. It's, you know, it's mild surf accessories and hot dogs and smoothies. Like, it's it's not expensive stuff. And it's a very, very small business. And you also have to pay your employee for working there and you have to pay for the electricity for like your hot dog machine and to turn a profit of $11,000. Yeah, I feel like it would take a very long time. <laughs> and granted, Rico's not trying to run a successful business. It's just like his play thing because his dad is rich. But damn. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. But have you considered you can't really run a business without a trap door at the beach that your employees fall through? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we agree. It's not necessary. Yeah, I feel like I feel like this could have in like some alternate, more adults or horror version of Hannah Montana, where like the the freeze thing actually does like make Jackson be like in a critical state for or like enter a coma for like a month and Rico has to like yeah. be like is it worth it for me to to put Jackson at risk all the time just to not have things stolen and and something like that um but I understand why they wouldn't go in yeah. that direction of having Jackson be in a coma <laughs> oh my gosh yeah um so that's the episode was there anything we didn't touch on that you need to address? Uh, oh, there's one kind of small thing about Sterling Knight. Um, I don't know if you have you watched Sunny with a Chance. I've seen like mm, I saw like a very small handful of episodes when they were like originally airing. Okay, and I have not seen anything since. All right, so basically, Sterling Knight character. I know that he was on the spinoff. Well, it, 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 of that show, it wasn't really a. It was kind of a spin-off. Yeah, he, anyway, he was on the... He played a character uh, who was just, like, an obnoxious celebrity, pretty much. And he had one, like, a birthday song that he wrote that was like, Today's your birthday. It shouldn't be bad. Here, I'm going to give you the gift of Chad. And his character's name was Chad. And he was like, Chad, Chad, Chaddy, Chad, Chad. And, like, that was his birthday song. And he's on Cameo, and he's sent him singing the Chaddy, Chad, Chad birthday song to several people and oh i'm sure uh (laughs) i at some point might get that if not for someone else then for myself 
uh, Sterling Knight singing me directly the chatty Chad Chad birthday song from Sunny with a Chance. Yeah, I have um, I have been resisting some temptations over on Cameo because like I, I saw that like Jason Earls is on Cameo and I'm like oh. that might be the best promotion i could possibly pay for is to get jason earls on video talking about my show how much is jason earls on camera because like i love looking through i believe he's 90 dollars. that's reasonable it's not bad yeah i i love looking through people on cameo because you can really get a sense of like how people perceive their own celebrity status Mm -hmm. and be like Mm -hmm. you're nobody why are you asking for like 500 dollars and then Meanwhile, I don't know, other people are I think like David Deluise from Wizards of Waverly Place is on there too for like um not that much. Uh there's um there's a game I discovered online that somebody made um where they uh show you three celebrities that are on Cameo and you have to rank them in order of how much they charge and you have to like guess and then you have to like estimate like it'll it'll show you like what two of them cost and you'll have to guess what the third one is um it and then there's like a second level to it where you have a budget of like a certain amount of money and you can get cameos from as many people as you want but you can't go over budget and it's so hard because you'll think somebody is like not that expensive and then you'll go bust because again it's like five hundred dollars and like you just didn't know and it's like ah (laughs) it's really fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's the that's the craziest website there is because because imagine being famous and then you just like talk for a minute and a half and make like four hundred dollars and people are actually like what a great person purchase i just made i was thinking to myself i'm like i i wonder if celebrities like i wonder if there is somebody out there who's like a consultant for cameo that like can advise celebrities on how much he thinks they should charge because like otherwise how do you come up with your number because some some are pretty inexpensive whereas others are very expensive and some of it, it it'll make sense where it's like okay well that's that's like a legit celebrity but then there's people like like I saw that like Rod Blagojevich is on cameo do you know who that is uh, he's like no. a, he's an he um he was the governor of Illinois when Obama was elected president and he tried to sell Obama's Senate seat for Illinois and he like got convicted and like sent to prison and then Trump pardoned him. <laughs> and so now he's free and he's on cameo. And I'm like, who, who is the market for that? Who wants a cameo from that guy? Who will spend money to get him to like, wish you a happy birthday? <laughs> wow. Okay. I just looked <laughs> I'm just up... very confused. <laughs> I just looked up uh, most expensive cameos and I'm on people.com right now and <laughs> I don't know what order these are in because it's like the first one is like Caitlyn Jenner, $2,500. And the next one, Jeez. the next one is, it says Chris Delia, who of course is an asshole and a pedophile. It says $50,000. Yeah. So I don't know who's doing that. There's, I hope no I, one. That feels fake. Yeah, I was like, that I don't, feels fake. I was like, maybe that's a typo, but I don't think so. Uh, I guess is this like a joke because the next one is three hundred. Yeah, that that seems 
<laughs> that doesn't seem right. I thought we have Snoop Dogg for Maybe put it up there and be like, we'll just see. Oh, my God. If I were rich, I would just, like, get cameos from a bunch of people. I would drop a, I would drop $750 for Snoop Dogg to talk to me. Um, but only if I was, like, already rich. <laughs> oh, Dick Van Dyke is <laughs> not, on his list. Not at my current level. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think Dick Van Dyke is pretty expensive. Uh, it says I think 500. he turned up in that cameo game. Hmm? It says 500. Um, so less than Snoop Dogg. That's, that doesn't <laughs> seem fair. <laughs> my um my phone background is a picture of Snoop Dogg and Tony Shalhoub together. <laughs> so uh I would uh, definitely want to talk about that with Snoop Dogg. How did we get there? How did we get to I, I was talking about Sterling Knight. Oh, we were talking about Sterling Knight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I am fascinated by cameo and cameo culture. I, I imagine they must have like a team of people on staff to advise celebrities on how much they should charge. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, yeah, I mean it just it's crazy. Episode was, was there weren't final thoughts about the episode. <laughs> that was that was the only yeah, one. Yeah, my final thought was just Sterling Knight singing the Chad birthday song on cameo. Yeah. There was only one catchphrase used in this episode that I caught, and it was one use of Dang Flabbit by Jackson. And no songs either. Yeah, no songs. Only Best of Both Worlds. Nothing else, despite there actually being some Hannah in this one. You and I had talked about the Donzig thing. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I recently learned that Donzig doesn't appear at all in season two, and he only has one more episode, and it's in season three. And I am... I am so sad about that. I'm like, what what are the B-plots going to be from here going out? Because we're not having any Donzig. Thor has already made his final appearance. I'm like, well, well, what, what, what's in store for me then? Like, I'm not, I'm not okay with this. (laughs) Unless I'm misremembering, they might just start focusing a lot more on like Rico Jackson stuff. Ugh, fine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll live with it. We'll survive. They introduce me to these great B-plot characters, and then they just rip them away from me the second I get attached. Ugh, not fair. But you you had picked up on, like, one more thing about the Donzig theory that we needed to address. Oh, yes. I forgot about this. Because uh, I actually recently watched uh, the first two episodes again for my own podcast, and I caught uh, Mr. Donzig when he was talking about that quote unquote girl car that Jackson had, like, Oh, my wife had this or had, had this car, uh, which would, would stand as evidence against the fact that Mr. Dantic is gay. Um, I've come to the conclusion that uh, either he's lying about the fact that he has a wife just to make a point or, (laughs) (laughs) or uh, yeah, I don't know. He's faking it because Mr. Dantic being straight is uh, he could be bisexual, but Mr. Donzig simply being straight is not something that my brain can process. So, no, I I am fully on team. Donzig being straight is off the table. For <laughs> sure, it's it's not realistic. I I <laughs> I do like the idea of him being bi, just that I can claim him for my own community. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think it might be more likely that it's like an ex-wife or he's just making it up. And I mean, 
Either way, he could be gay. He could be bi. It has to be one of those two. He is not straight. Yeah. (laughs) Make no No. mistake. That is not a straight man. (laughs) I was, I was hesitant to get on this train. And now that I'm on it, I am, I am fully on it. I'm like, you can't convince me otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. Uh huh. (laughs) But we won't even get to see him until like mid late season three. And, and I think because I, I, I swear, if I had a dollar for every time I had to pull up Hannah Montana on IMDb throughout the course of my day, I would be so rich. Um, Maybe you I'm could afford Dick sure, Van Dyke on Cameo. Exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure that the one remaining Donzig episode features both of the twins who play him. Yeah. Uh-huh. In, oh, do you know so, why this is? Or how this... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I have not seen it. <laughs> okay, so... All right, I won't spoil it for you then. Um. Okay. <laughs> oh man, I feel like now that we know that that's his only remaining episode, that there's going to be a bit of a clamor for who gets to do that, um, Ooh, yes. <laughs> to do that episode <laughs> because <laughs> because he's now so popular. Um, yeah, I'm. I still have not fully processed the fact that. I'm not going to get any more opportunities to talk about Donzag for a while. We can talk um, about it whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> but, but my show run long, runs long anyway. So I feel like I should uh, hold myself accountable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if I ever make a spinoff podcast, um, I've, I've had a couple ideas for spinoff podcasts. I don't think I would ever do them. But it's, like, all about, like, minor Hannah Montana characters. Like, I would do, like, the Donzig cast where we just, like, break down Donzig theories. Or, like, I, I had cast. an idea that I could do one yeah, about um, the Cody Lindley cinematic universe. What? What is <laughs> that? Just, well, I just, I was very intrigued by his IMDb credits one day. And I was like, what if I just did a podcast that was just watching everything that Cody Lindley has been in? We like watch his whole run on Dancing with the Stars and <laughs> watch uh, the one episode of That's So Raven he was on. And it's not wow. very interesting. I will never do this, but. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, those are those are my fake spinoff podcast ideas. Uh, any last things? Any last things you want to share? <laughs> I think we pretty much covered everything that there is to cover about this episode. To the fullest extent. Truly. Really. <laughs> um, well, do you want to let people know where they can find you? You can listen to my podcast. It's called Disney Channel Discourse. It comes out on Tuesdays. And you can follow it on Instagram at Disney Channel Discourse. And you can follow me on Twitter at Alex Mellaris, uh, because every now and then I tweet great tweets, such as um, one this morning. Uh, that I am so proud of that I'm simple. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read it aloud if I can find it. Getting vaccinated does not mean it's okay to chill out and go with the flow. Make all the plans. Don't be impolite. I know what girls know. What girls? Yeah, I know what girls like. So, I have not seen the film that that is from. And when I first read that, I thought it was referencing Hannah Montana. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, these aren't the right words. <laughs> no, this that that was Teen Beach movie. Um. <laughs> I've only heard good things, but I've never seen it. You must watch it. It's it's really it's essential reading. 
<laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for joining me. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we always do a very, very in-depth look at things mm-hmm. when you're on the show. <laughs> um, and thanks so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I uh, hope you'll join us next week where we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 8 of Hannah Montana. It's called Take This Job and Love It. Like Alex mentioned, it's like a Corey in the House crossover, which I'm not ready for. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> But I I probably have some time before I have to record that one. Uh, So yeah, uh, tune in next week for that. And in the meantime, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at pumping at pumping up the pod and on Instagram at pumping up the podcast. You want to find me. I'm on Twitter at lovely Lisi, Instagram at actor Elise. That does it until next time. Keep on pumping up the party.